Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 3, Episode 300 of this daily study podcast. Thank you once again for joining us as we uh, conclude this week's study of this, week, of this week's Come Follow Me materials by looking at Doctrine and Covenants section 123. In the week where we've been looking at Doctrine and Covenants 121 to 123, October the 18th to October the 24th. So we've come to this final section and um, there's quite a few uh, logistical things and matters that are directed by the Lord here at the beginning. Um, for example, in verses 1 to 6, as it explains in the chapter heading, it says about how the saints should collect and publish an account of their sufferings and persecutions. For example, in verse 1 and 2, it says, And again, we, we would suggest for your consideration the propriety of all the saints gathering up a knowledge of the facts and suffering and abuses put upon them by the people of this state and also of all the property and account of dam- amount of damages which they have sustained, both of character and personal injuries, as well as real property. Now, if I'm right, actually, in thinking, uh, this is part of the, well, it is part of the letter from Joseph Smith to the saints. And so uh, it suggests that actually this is probably him uh, stating these suggestions and ideas. And it's this idea and this feeling that, you know, whilst they have had all these horrendous things put upon them and difficulties which they've had to go through, um, there is a definite positive view on this in terms of what they can do now about it, rather than suffering under these things and, and wondering about why these things are happening or talking about their trials of woe, which, of course, you know, the, the prophet has done in this letter, not to say that we can't go through those moments where we need to reflect and just have that moment where we question why and wonder why these things are happening. But we also need to try, as the prophet, as the prophet does here, to identify things we can do, things we can control and do uh, to make sure that we are able to move forward and be happier or at least have a plan in place to deal with these things. Um, He continues on with these things and makes further suggestions uh, as we go into verses 7 to 10. uh, It talks about, you know, how this persecution of the state, the saints, um, was because of the same spirit that created false creeds and, and wicked things. Uh, but then uh, in verse 11, there is a looking forward um, about what they can do to try and make this happen or not happen again. And in verse 13, I love this. It says, therefore, that we should waste and wear out our lives in bringing to light all the hidden things of darkness, wherein we know them, and they are truly manifest from heaven. You know, this this idea that we need to wear out our lives, we need to do what we can, possibly whatever we can do to make sure that the gospel is brought to light and that things that which are incorrect are, are shown to be so. Um, President Ezra Taft Benson said this, quote, Render Christ-like service. Christ-like service exalts. Knowing this, we call upon all senior members who are able to thrust in their sickles in service to others. This can be part of the sanctifying process. The Lord has promised that those who lose their lives serving others will find themselves. Peace and joy and blessings will follow those who render service to others. Yes, we commend Christ-like service to all, but it is especially sweet in the lives of the elderly. Close quote. We are invited to reach out to love and to serve, and this will sanctify and change and bless us and help us to become more Christ-like. Develop those attributes which we so seek to, to develop, such as charity and love and patience uh, and many others as well. Um, you know, it, it brings to us a great manner of things. And so let's take that into mind. 
And as we come to the close of this section, in verses 16 to 17, there is two very good verses I wanted to share as well. Of course, there are many other great things in this section, which I encourage you to study over over this last day of this week to make sure that you uh, take the most out of this study as you can and think about how you can apply it to your life in, when times are difficult. This Liberty Jail experience was such a trial for the saints and the prophets, um, but they learned many lessons from it. In verse 16, it says, You know, brethren, that a very large ship is benefited very much by a very small helm in the time of a storm, by being kept workways with the wind and the waves. This idea that um, we are like a ship, um, and these, these things in our lives, sometimes it's the small and simple things that we do that can make the biggest difference, that can direct us toward our destiny where we're trying to go, despite the, the storms and the waves and the winds that try and push us away from that. Um, that very small helm may be the key uh, to bringing us through. Carlos E. Assay said this, quote, Mortality is not a pleasure cruise on some luxury liner. It is a voyage fraught with challenges and constant buffetings of winds and waves. As James A. Michener wrote, a ship, like a human being, moves best when it is slightly athwart the wind, when it has to keep its sails tight and attend its course. Ships, like men, do poorly when the wind is directly behind, pushing them sloppily on their way that no care is required in steering or the management of sails. The wind seems favourable, for it blows in the direction one is heading, but actually it is destructive because it induces a relaxation in tension and skill. What is needed is a wind slightly opposed to the ship, for then the tension can be maintained and juices can flow and ideas can germinate, for ships, like men, respond to challenge. Close quote. I absolutely loved that. I thought that was a really good analogy. Uh, because naturally, you know, as someone that doesn't sail boats and, or ships or, you know, has doesn't very much go on the water to travel, uh, I would presume that the ideal sailing conditions would be the wind to be directly behind you. Uh, but in some cases, this isn't so. Actually, when you, there is a bit of buffeting and a bit of uh, a little adversity, um, then that can actually be the, the ideal condition. Now, of course, you know, there are some times in our lives where we feel like it isn't just a little buffeting or the wind is slightly off, off, you know, against us. We may feel like some days that the wind is pushing us backwards, that it is doing everything to capsize us. Um, and that, of course, you know, is also difficult. Um, but the lesson we learn from this is that adversity will come and it is a natural process. Um, that means that we need to try as our, our best uh, to do so, to, to, to keep on that. Um, in fact, there's a quote today uh, from the Deseret uh, bookshelf from Edward Dube, which was kind of linked to this in the book Beyond the Shadow, the, Beyond the Shade of the Mango Tree. And I thought this matched lovely with what we were talking about. He says, quote, this journey is a continual process that requires us to keep moving forward, regardless of our weaknesses, limitations and trials. The Lord helps us understand that although the journey will not be easy, he will bless and strengthen us along the way. Close quote. Um, and as such, you know, when with all these things that we need to do, with all the difficulties and trials that come, how should we move forward? Well, the prophet, the prophet writes in verse 17, a well-known verse that says, quote, or says, Therefore, dearly beloved brethren, let us cheerfully do all things that lie in our power, and then may we stand still with the utmost assurance to see the salvation of God and for his arm to be revealed. Now, as I read that, I paused intentionally where the commas were, because before today, I hadn't really noticed those. You just kind of read that and say, yeah, we've got to do all things we can cheerfully. Yeah, that's great. But when I noticed the pauses there, there was extra power that came with this. Let us cheerfully do all things that lie in our power. 
stop. So you got to do that first. Even in that moment, you know, when you are cheerfully doing all things in your power, you may not see the salvation of God yet, but still keep going with it. And then may we stand still. And then there's another comma. Um, and again, we may stand still and not yet see that. But then the next phrase comes, and I think we forget about this phrase, with the utmost assurance. And it pauses again. And so it's this idea that we need to have that faith that the Lord will reach into our lives and do something for us. He will lift us and strengthen us where he can. Um, and I think that that is difficult, absolutely, in the midst of our trials, but he will be there for us. Elder Jeffrey R. Holland said, quote, the point is that faith means trusting in God, trusting God in good times and bad, even if that includes some suffering until we, until we see his arm revealed in our behalf. That can be difficult in our modern world when many have come to believe that the highest good in, in life is to avoid all suffering, that no one should ever anguish over anything. But that belief will never lead us to the measure of the stature of, of the fullness of Christ, close quote. And that really is the, the essence of this. It's understanding that suffering and trials and difficulty was always meant to be the plan. And even though today we may see the perfect life being one where we're lying on that yacht with uh, I can't remember, actually, um, the quote that Elder Holland used in either the last conference or the conference before, where we sit back in our recliners and, and drink that glass of lemonade or whatever it was. And, you know, we expect that to be the perfect life when actually that isn't the perfect life. It's an easy life. It's a quiet life, sure. But it's not the perfect life that will help us to become what our Saviour wants us to be. Trials will come no matter what we do whether we make the best choices we can in our lives or we slip up on the way or we actively just make as many bad choices as we can. Trials will come to everyone. But the important thing is that we rely on our saviour to help us as we try to do all things in our power to stay as close to him as we can. The blessings will come. They may not be evidence to begin with, but they will be there. Thank you very much for listening today. Uh, this has been an excellent week of study focusing on the Liberty Jail uh, letter. Please do, you know, finish off reading it if you haven't had the chance yet. And let's remember those important lessons we've learned. Please join us on Facebook. That's Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come and Follow Me to share your thoughts and your study and, your, and share your discussion on the, what we've shared today. Thank you very much for your time. And until we meet again. <laughs>